You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Crazy Ideas. I want to explain to you the concept of crazy ideas, why they are the essential seeds of innovation, how you can capture them to avoid being distracted by them and to make good use of them, and then what to do with them once you've captured them. This crazy idea for a podcast came up for me at 4am. I woke up and I started thinking about a strategy meeting that I was in yesterday with a bunch of company heads and that discussion was a really wonderful brainstorm of where we could go collectively. It was really inspiring and positive and we started to talk at length about the longer term applications of our collaborative project, where it could go, who it could help, what it could achieve. And this discussion opened up the creative portal in my brain. And pretty soon a crazy idea popped into my head. In my mind, I could see at least two other applications of what we'd been discussing on a bit of a tangent to what we'd been talking about. But I asked for the space to verbalise my thoughts in that meeting. And I admit my ideas were a bit left field and they were much longer term, not really relevant to the immediate discussion we were having but I really wanted to put them out there to see the ideas for future because in my mind at least, if we flesh them out, we could make them work and potentially raise the standard of an industry. We could have a big impact if we got it right. And that sets the scene for Crazy Ideas 101. I believe crazy ideas are essential for your business and your life and that's what I want to talk about today. So let's start by saying, well, what are crazy ideas exactly? I'm not talking about anything really off the planet. I'm talking about defining crazy ideas as those first seeds of innovation or seed ideas. They're the concepts or ideas that you haven't fully formed yet, but they have merit and they could lead to something great. Crazy ideas are born from positive thoughts or conversations they require curiosity, they're born from the courage to think differently, and from problem solving. You might have heard the saying that necessity is the mother of invention, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Think about that for a moment. Whenever there's a problem that needs to be solved or a gap in the market, somebody has to come up with a crazy idea and turn that into an innovation to solve that problem or to close that gap. And that's how we have all of those cool technologies today that didn't exist even as little as 10 or even 20 years ago. My favourite example of this is the guy that first came up with the crazy idea of a mobile phone. And right now it doesn't seem crazy, but I think this original idea was in the early 1900s. It might have been the 1920s. And I'll try and find and link the story in the blog version of this podcast because it's really interesting and there's a very funny picture on the article. This guy said that in the future, this is the 1920s, remember, everybody would be carrying a mobile phone with them. Now think about what you had back then. <laughs> he cited that big problem would be making sure that the phone cord from the base station would be long enough and we might be limited by how long that cord could be and then he said the other problem was how to avoid getting tied up in knots. And he had this picture of all of these people walking around with phones with these huge cords leading back to their houses and walking around light posts and everybody getting tangled up with each other. 
And of course, when you see that image and you hear about that in a time like that, when there wasn't any such technology around, everybody was laughing at him. But I speculate that this crazy idea could have been the seed for what we have today. You just never know. Before we go further and talk in more depth about crazy ideas and how to turn them into something great, let's take a moment to distinguish crazy ideas from shiny object syndrome. Remember that I said crazy ideas are born from positivity. Well, shiny object syndrome is the opposite. It's born out of a sense of fear and lack. Shiny object syndrome comes up when you're stuck, procrastinating, when you're trying to avoid doing something, when something's hard, you're afraid of something, you don't know how to do it, or you're nervous about committing. Here's an example, and I often see this when I'm working with startup coaching businesses. You've got a new coach who's just graduated, they've done all this training, but they're terrified of actually coaching. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to be judged, or maybe they're afraid of putting themselves out there. What if they fail? What if they're no good? What if people don't like them? All these what ifs come up. So what they do is they pursue shiny objects like endless training courses or buying into various schemes that make them feel more secure or like they have a safety net. But really all they're trying to do is avoid having to go out and do the task and take the risk. And that's a problem because they're never ever going to become coaches without the first step to, to getting the experience, the actual experience. So fear of not being good enough, fear of failure, knowing what to do or not trusting yourself are all fertile grounds for shiny object syndrome. And I like to say that shiny object syndrome, the acronym for that is SOS. It's a cry for help. So if you find yourself stuck in shiny ob object syndrome, if you recognize in yourself what I've just explained, know that it's a cry for help and SOS. And the antidote is to get coached to uncover or resolve your limiting beliefs, judgments, and fears. You can try doing it on your own, but it'll be way easier and faster if you work with a coach. Now let's step back from shiny object syndrome. And in contrast to that, crazy ideas are driven by excitement and desire. They are massive creative urges that you cannot suppress. Crazy ideas tend to come up when you feel calm, relaxed, uplifted, maybe during or after physical activity, while listening to music, while being in nature. In other words, if you switch out of that stressed, lack-driven fight-or-flight mode and allow yourself some time off to relax, the crazy ideas will come flooding in. As a testament to what I've just said, my crazy ideas flood in almost always on weekends. They also flood in if I wake up during the night, as I did today, Middle of, the, middle of the morning with an idea, while I'm surfing, while I'm walking, if I'm having a bath, while I'm listening to positive and inspiring podcasts or listening to inspiring speakers at conferences and in collaborative discussions like the one I had yesterday. So all of those things get me into a state, a mental state, where I start to generate crazy ideas. And if I have a crazy idea, let me just say I cannot hold it in. <laughs> I have to do something about it. If the idea comes to me in the middle of the night, I have to get up and deal with it, write it down. Otherwise, I'm going to lie awake at night 
reciting it in my mind, rehearsing it so that I don't forget it because that idea is valuable to me. It might turn into something. So you might think I sound a little crazy right now talking about crazy ideas and getting up in the middle of the night. And that begs the question, well, why do they matter? So I do want to say at this point that a lot of crazy ideas that I've had have never come to anything. Maybe 98% of them have never come to anything. This might be the same for you. Some of my ideas seem like world-dominating solutions at 3 a.m., but in the cold light of day, I wake up and see the flaws, the challenges, the holes or the work that lead me to discard that idea. And then you might be saying, well, why, why, Matt, why bother about them? Why not have the ideas and let them go? And sure, you could totally do that. But I say that crazy ideas are important to both acknowledge and capture. They're really essential for you in your life and in your business. And here's why. I mentioned earlier that crazy ideas are the seeds of innovation. And if you capture and tend those seeds properly, what seems like a crazy idea right now might grow, evolve and morph into something really special, really tangible and become a viable innovation much later on that will improve your life or other people's lives. And by acknowledging and capturing your crazy ideas, you are seeding your brain with the concepts that might be more relevant and important later on once they evolve. They might seem crazy now, but they might become something brilliant. Apart from that, even if nothing happens with your crazy ideas, they are incredibly inspiring and energizing. Even if they come to nothing, the feeling that you get from coming up with those ideas is incredibly powerful. It creates happiness, a sense of purpose and meaning and self-efficacy. I love the feeling that I have when I come up with crazy ideas. And if that's all I get out of it, I am thrilled because it means I'm a happier person and I'm more able to show up in the world to, be, to bring my best. The third thing about crazy ideas is that they just might change somebody's life or your own. They could have a significant impact. Your idea, if acted upon, could make a huge difference in the world. It has that potential. And if you're someone who has crazy ideas regularly, like me, then you have the power to be an inspirational person and a role model at the very least, and an innovator and pioneer at the very best. I can't see any downsides. So hopefully you're on board with me now and thinking about crazy ideas and their value, at least to yourself and your own well-being and mood. And with that in mind, you might be wondering, well, how do you actually generate crazy ideas? What do you do to capture them? And while I was developing this podcast idea, I started to reflect on my own process for generating and capturing crazy ideas because really I do a lot of things intuitively. I have these habits that I've done for years and I haven't ever thought about the process. So on reflection, I realised that I've actually turned this process into a habit it's part of my weekly ritual. If you're not familiar with the habit loop, as it's called, uh, you might like to check out um, Atomic Habits by James Clear or The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, where that habit loop is explained. But basically, a habit has three parts. It has a trigger, 
a process or a routine, and then finally an outcome or, or a reward. So I'm gonna talk you through those three areas about for my habit loop for capturing ideas and generating them. Sure, the trigger for a crazy idea could be just waiting for it to happen when you feel in the mood, but I'm a kind of proactive person and I like to live my life intentionally. So as a trigger, I schedule time and activities that I know will help me to feel inspired and get in the mood. Even if I don't get the idea out of that time slot, I will definitely feel better. But I know that I'm a fountain of ideas when I'm relaxed and inspired. So I intentionally schedule time for those activities each week that I know will generate those two states. And I do it every week as a not negotiable. So here's my schedule. Every Friday morning, I drive to town to do my grocery shopping and I listen to an inspirational podcast on the drive. That is in itself is going to help me to open up my brain and think creatively about my own ideas. And sometimes I even pull over on the side of the road and dictate into a Google Doc on my phone the outline of an idea that I have. So that's something I do every week. I also have a three-hour block in my calendar, not negotiable on the first Tuesday of every month where I do big picture thinking and planning around my longer term goals. For me, thinking about my goals and reaching toward my vision is really inspiring and it helps me to generate a lot of new ideas. I know that being active and certain types of activities also help me to come up with creative ideas. So at least three times per week, I either go for a walk or a surf or I'm working in my veggie garden, those things help me to free up the brain space to think creatively and come up with amazing ideas. About once a fortnight, I catch up with an inspiring friend or one of the coaches that I get coached by for a long chat or to be coached in a coaching session or sometimes to coach them. Those sessions often bring up a lot of great ideas too. Also about once a year or maybe once every couple of years, I attend a conference in an area of interest. That's it. It's so simple. And just to clarify, if I'm listening to someone else talking, it triggers me and it's something positive like a conference or a podcast. What happens is I tend to daydream off into my own world on my own tangent and start coming up with my own ideas on a totally different topic. So I find that it's not the topic I'm listening to that's important. It's the energy and the presence of the speaker. So it's that contagious energy of inspiration that helps me to come up with the ideas. It's not that I'm necessarily borrowing or thinking about offshoots of the main topic that I'm listening to. I also want to say briefly about the ideas that I come up with. Some of them are huge ideas that could take over the world and some of them are just ideas for a podcast or a holiday or something more on a day-to-day -day level. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I consciously, intentionally create time every week for activities that help me to generate those ideas, the inspiration to keep going, to keep moving forward. So for those of you listening who ask me, who know me and say, how is it that you seem to be so productive? How do you get so much done? This is my secret. It's those couple of hours a week that I spend investing in my own inspiration and creativity so that I can clear the slate and be totally focused and have fresh ideas when I'm back at the desk on Monday. Now that you know how to create your crazy ideas or just your inspiration, 
What's the process and routine? How do you capture that? Well, when I was 22, I bought an exercise book. It was about a dollar. And I wrote on the front cover, crazy ideas. <laughs> I pretty much got an exercise book and I had it handy. And whenever I, an idea came up, I scribbled it down. And I use the same process today. The important thing is that you have the book handy. And if you're out and about, my alternative is to type or voice dictate notes into a Google Doc or an app. So that way you, the idea is captured and you can let it go and free up your brain and move on. This is so important, so important. If you don't capture your ideas in that moment, you're at risk of becoming overwhelmed by all of the stuff and all of the ideas in your head and just spinning your wheels. You have to write it down so that you can let it go and make space for more stuff. Capturing your ideas is a way of honoring your own creativity. It helps you to create the space to recognize your abilities as well. And it helps you to generate a more positive state. Being creative in and of itself is intrinsically rewarding and it builds self-confidence. So you internally, intrinsically are able to generate your own self-confidence and to honour your own creativity without needing to rely on anybody else or anybody else's approval. Really important. So if for no other reason, I highly encourage you to capture your ideas on paper. And that's where the magic happens. Here's why. When you write things down, and there's a whole lot of science behind this, it's very well known in psychology, when you write things down, and especially with a pen and paper, it plugs things down and gets that information into your reticular activating system in the front part of your brain. That's your brain's GPS, the reticular activating system. From there, once you've written it down, and your hand has written those words and your eyes have seen those words and plugged it into your brain's GPS, then your brain will start to filter in everything that looks like your idea and to filter out anything that doesn't fit. So your brain recognises the destination and it starts to look for things that will lead you there. That's the reason why when you buy a particular car, you get out in the road with your new car and suddenly they're all over the place. It's like everybody's suddenly bought that type of car. That's your reticular activating system in action. And why not use that to your advantage? Why not bring that power into all other areas of your life to bring your ideas to life and to live a more joyful and purposeful life? So writing down the idea is great. So what's the outcome? Once you've written it down, you've got that process part of the habit for capturing it. What's the reward that you get or the outcome? Well, as I've just explained with the car and the, and the idea of filtering things in and out, simply the process of activating your reticular activating system can lead to outcomes. Here's another example. Have you ever written down your goals or a bucket list or things that you want to achieve in life and then totally forgotten about it and then found that bit of paper a few years later only to realise that you've done everything you said you would do on the list? Not to say that you don't need to do anything else than write things down, but just doing that is a powerful step and that's how powerful your reticular activating system is. 
A more intentional and purposeful outcome in this habit loop is to schedule time to review your list of crazy ideas every three, six or 12 months so that you can cross off the ones that don't make sense or are totally impossible and you can flesh out the brilliant ones and set some goals that will turn your crazy ideas into reality. In short, I'm saying give your ideas time and space, water and sunlight to germinate, grow and thrive. In case you're wondering what happened to my crazy ideas book, well, I collected crazy ideas for 20 odd years and I realised that everything I'd written down to deal with later on my bucket list, on my big ideas notebook, was a business venture. Just about everything was a business idea. And I realised that I get incredibly excited and, and inspired about great business ideas. I didn't want to do any of them, but I loved the coming up with the concepts. I could see that I was way ahead of my time in many areas, but I just didn't want to do that work. So I thought, how can I use these crazy ideas? I got into my first business at 25, but even better, I realized that I can work now and I do work now as a business strategist and coach to help others generate their own crazy ideas that they can bring to the world to have a massive impact. So I've used the concept of crazy ideas to create a profession for myself. What could your crazy ideas become? Where could you go? What could you impact? Okay, let's wrap up today's episode. I talked about the life-changing power of crazy ideas. And if you ask someone who has a lot of ideas, then you have the power to inspire others to feel more fulfilled and purposeful, to be a pioneer or an ambassador or an innovator. And it means that you have the power to make a massive difference and have an impact in your corner of the world. Or even just to have the drive to get up each day and the motivation to do what you want to do. Even if you're not someone who has a lot of ideas but you want them, I shared with you my process for creating your own habit or routine to generate and capture and act on your ideas, to have a constant flow of creativity. It starts by scheduling activities that you know inspire creative thinking, making them not negotiable and doing them every week. Then when you do get those ideas off the back of those creative activities, you write them down in a dedicated place, like an exercise book or an app. And then one to three times a year, you review those ideas and you pick the gems that you feel are worth pursuing and you put goals around them and enter a more formal process to bring those ideas to life. It's so simple and you can do that right now. Okay, over to you. You've heard what I've had to say. Hopefully it's been useful and inspiring for you and you have a choice. You can get on with the rest of your day and forget all about this podcast or you can commit to an action as a result of listening to it. What will it be for you? I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now.